This episode of Proper English is brought to you by the definite article and the idiom Painting the Town Red. Hello, my name's Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to episode 8 of our podcast, which as you know is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct word to use in a particular situation. If you get stuck thinking of the right preposition. If you are puzzled by definite and indefinite articles. Then proper English is just the thing for you. What's on the agenda today then, Dave? Well, the agenda is a list, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an item or three on that list. Mm -hmm. And in that somewhat convoluted sentence, you've managed to use all of the special adjectives we're going to discuss in today's episode, and also next week's, because believe me, there's a lot of ground to cover. There is. So if you're puzzled by definite and indefinite articles, as we say in the introduction to all our podcasts, then this episode is just the thing for you. Getting a strong feeling of deja vu here. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a few of our students have terrible difficulties with articles, usually because in their native language they simply don't exist. In Russian and Mandarin Chinese, for instance. So... We're going to unpack this thorny little issue for you, try to explain what definite and indefinite articles are, how we use them, and when we don't use them. Yeah, because if you speak a language that doesn't use them, it can be incredibly confusing when you discover that there are circumstances in which we don't use them either. Right. Let's begin with the definite article. We have just the one. The And we use it before singular, plural and uncountable or abstract nouns to indicate a specific item, thing or concept. We have loads of different examples to give you, but this is the general room. Uh So first example, Millhouse is not just a cat, she is the cat in our house. Uh, The laptop is on the table and so on. Exactly. Loads more examples coming up. For instance, if you, the listener, have already been made aware of a particular thing, because we've already introduced it into the conversation, we use the, as in, earlier we spoke about the agenda for today's episode. Ah, yeah. Also, we would use the if we were talking about something unique, like, I don't know, next time you're in London, why not visit the Tower of London? Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there uh, you've got vowels and consonants, because sometimes, not always... Uh, If there's a vowel at the beginning of a word, we use the. Mm -hmm. And if there's a consonant at the beginning of the word, we use the. Yeah, the word following the. Mm. Yeah, we change the pronunciation of the to the on those occasions. Yeah, like the agenda, the Tower of London. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. We can also use it to specify a natural phenomenon, um, a type of weather, for instance. Yeah, the snow was heavy in Hathersage last year. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain, Miss Doolittle. (laughs) My fair lady. Great Great musical. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can use it to refer to a particular period of time, uh, as in, I used to bleach my hair blonde in the 1980s. Oh, and if you're talking collectively about all the members of a family or referring to a married couple as a kind of unit, you can say something like... Shall we invite the Martos over for Sunday lunch? Again? (laughs) Or perhaps, 
the Sumptions came to Portugal and looked after Millhouse for us at Christmas. They did and all. And we also use the with ordinals, indicating the place in a list. The first, the second, the third, the fourth, etc. And don't forget about uncountable or abstract nouns when you know the specific identity. Sometimes all I need is the air that I breathe and to love you. Oh, and it's not even Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Abstracts often need the too. You need to gather all the information to have the confidence to chat in proper English, for instance. Finally, and this is a long list, if we're talking about states... The United States of America. Groups of islands. The Balearic Islands. Republics. The People's Republic of China. Plural noun countries. The Netherlands. Kingdoms. The United Kingdom. Rivers. The Nile. Mountain ranges. The Dolomites. Seas. The North Sea. Oceans. The Pacific Ocean. Gulfs. The Gulf of Mexico. Deserts. The Sahara. Or peninsulas. The Peloponnese. We use the. And don't forget the Gambia. Which is just called the Gambia. (laughs) Blimey, articles are complicated. No wonder you decided not to bother with them in Russian. (laughs) Next week, we'll be considering indefinite articles. But now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? So, this week, we're going to talk about painting the town red. Going out with your friends, having an excessively good time, maybe being a bit outrageous, to celebrate boisterously, as defined in dictionary.com. It's been in use for ages. Apparently, Oscar Wilde said Dante originated it in the Divine Comedy. Something about painting the sky scarlet with sins. You know what? I've looked and I can't find that quote. Hmm. It doesn't mean it's not there, just that I couldn't find it. Some say it goes further back to an Irish ballad, painting the sky red with bonfires, something like that. But whether it originated in Ireland or in the States or in Italy... Or, as the Melton Mowbray Tourist Board in the sleepy English county of Leicestershire would have you believe, in the 19th century, when the reprobate and landowner, the Marquis of Waterford, and his hedonistic friends, when they reportedly covered many buildings in the town in... Well, you guessed it, red paint. Whatever the origins, painting the town red has come to mean going out with friends and having a loud, raucous, crazy night out. Mm, The sort of night that means the next day might involve calling people to (laughs) apologise. I've never done that. (laughs) And that, my friends, is the sound of us coming to the end of this week's podcast. Mm -hmm. We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. If you like what we're doing here... Tell your friends about us. The more the merrier. And don't be shy. Let us know what you think on Podbean. Or Spotify. Or Apple Podcasts. Or whichever podcasting platform you're using. Or you can email us at properenglish. All one word. At sapo.pt if you have any suggestions for future podcasts. Or if you have any questions or queries about what we've talked about. We'd love to hear from you, even if you just want to say hello. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And And thank thank you for listening to Proper English. English.